Hallelujah. That was a good intro. They get to do it again. I'm going to do my best to hurry. But I got something to say. My phone rang on the morning of my 39th birthday. I answered it. Well, I knew it was because of caller ID, but I answered it. It was my dad. He said, happy birthday. I said, thank you. And then without missing a beat, he said, you know what today is, don't you? And immediately I knew what was coming next. Sure enough, he wanted to inform me that the morning of my 39th birthday was the beginning of my 40th year. Now, I don't believe that you and I have the right to go through Scripture and randomly pick out stuff and say that it is for us and it's ours. But I believe when the Holy Ghost quickens something and inspires something, you have every right to claim it, believe it, and trust in it. So Antioch Central, you'll just have to humor me for just a moment. But I just got to say this to Antioch United as well. Leviticus chapter 25 and verse number 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses in Mount Sinai, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When you come into the land which I give you, then shall ye... Then shall the land keep a Sabbath unto the Lord. I feel the same thing I felt last Sunday night right now. Six years thou shalt sow thy field, and six years thou shalt... I should have brought my glasses. Prune thy vineyard and gather in the fruit thereof. But in the seventh year shall be a Sabbath of rest unto the land, a Sabbath for the Lord. Thou shalt neither sow thy field nor prune thy vineyard. That which groweth of its own accord of the harvest thou shalt not reap, neither gather the grapes of thy vines undressed. For it is a year of rest unto the land. And the Sabbath of the land shall be meat for you, for thee, and for thy servant, and for thy maid, and for thy hired servant, and for thy stranger that sojourneth with thee, and for thy cattle. And for thy beasts that are in thy land shall all the increase thereof be meat. And thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of years unto thee, seven times seven years, and the space of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be unto thee forty and nine years. Then shalt thou cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. In the day of atonement shall you make the trumpet sound throughout all your land. And you shall hallow the fiftieth year. September the twelfth this year will be our 50th anniversary. But September the 12th of last year was the beginning of the 50th year of this church. Cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound on the 10th day of the 7th month in the day of atonement. Shall you make the trumpet sound throughout all your land and you shall hallow the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. It shall be a jubilee unto you and you shall return every man unto his possession and you shall return every man unto his family and do a jubilee shall the 50th year be unto you you shall not sow neither reap that which groweth of itself nor gather the grapes in 
in it of thy vine undress, for it is the jubilee. It shall be holy unto you. Ye shall eat the increase thereof out of the field. In the year of the jubilee you shall return every man unto his possession. It is, it is, it is the year of jubilee at Antioch, the apostolic church. The word jubilee in the Hebrew means basically to be jubilant and to exult. It's time for us to be jubilant and to exult. I know we're not where we want to be. I know we may not be where we think we should be. But let's not forget where we are and what God has already done and how God has already brought us. I understand, I understand that, that you know, there, 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 there are trends and there are patterns and there are, there are reasons to have expectations for certain things. But I also understand that when God makes a divine appointment and when God steps in, it doesn't matter what the patterns and the trends and all of that are. When God does a sovereign move of His Spirit, something changes. Fourteen thousand six hundred days the children of Israel wandered in a wilderness. Fourteen thousand six hundred days they wandered in a wilderness. And finally one day God speaks to Joshua and says, Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And it doesn't matter how many days we've wandered already. It doesn't matter how many decades and years we've wandered. There comes a point in time where God says tomorrow. And when God says tomorrow, something's going to change and something's going to happen. We've got a responsibility. As leaders, we've got a responsibility to get direction from God, to structure and plan and do everything we're supposed to do. But at the end of the day, we didn't get here by our human ingenuity. And we didn't get here by our ideas. And we didn't get here by our understanding. We got here because a supernatural work of the Holy Ghost started 50 years ago. That's why we're here. And that's why we're going to continue. According to the Bible Knowledge Commentary, the motto for the year of Jubilee was to proclaim liberty throughout the land with the primary purposes being this, getting family property and the family back together. I got a question. Anybody got some stuff the devil's taken from you? Anybody got some family the devil's taken from you? Anybody got some things that belong to you that the enemy's stolen? I declare to you tonight, it is the year of Jubilee. And here, 
I, I, I've been in a, I was in a conversation with Brother Benner the other day, uh, Monday I think it was, and, and we got we got caught up on this as well. But I, I want you to see this: the year of jubilee had nothing to do with the individual. It had nothing to do with the individual. The year of jubilee had to do with the nation. And because it was the year of jubilee for the nation, every citizen benefited from jubilee for the nation. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what your condition may be. It's not about your jubilee and my jubilee. It's bigger than us. There's patterns throughout Scripture. But there's things that God does. It's not about the individual. The second set of spies went into, the, into, into Jericho. And guess where they stayed? Guess where they spent the night? At Rahab the harlots. She wasn't an upstanding citizen of the city. She was known as a harlot. But the promise was, you hang this scarlet cord from the window, and when we come back, get this, whoever is in the house, whoever is in the house reaps salvation in the house. So I don't care who you are. I don't care what it's been like. It's not about you and me. It's about the house, and the house is in the year of Jubilee. One more, one more. I'm, 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 I'm quitting, I'm quitting. I know we, we use this a lot when it comes to ministry and to others and ministering to sin and sinners and we do minister use it for the church but in the context my understanding the context and rereading this last weekend and preparing for last Sunday night rereading the context in Isaiah 61 and verse 1 he's speaking to the children of Israel he, he's speaking to Zion and he says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek he hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captive and the opening of the prison to them that are bound he wasn't talking to this just to the sinner and the unsaved because there's people here tonight that you are you are bound and captive and brokenhearted but look at the next verse to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and guess what the acceptable of the year of the Lord goes back to the acceptable year of the Lord is the year of Jubilee so I proclaim tonight there's some of you that have been living captive but this year God's going to open some prison doors there's some of you that have been living with a broken heart but this year, because it's Jubilee, God is going to heal some broken hearts. God is going to comfort some that have been mourning. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know. I don't know how much longer it'll last, but right now at Antioch Central, what our what the worship team's about to sing is our anthem. In the second verse, I want you to I want all of it's good, but that there's there's a there's the second verse. I just every time they sing it, I can't get away from it. The second verse says. You keep the promises you made. And and then it's this next part that I really keep coming back to. There's not one that is delayed. It may be delayed based on our expectations. It may be delayed based on when we thought it would happen. But based on what God said and what God promised, there is not one promise that He won't keep. And there's not one promise that's been delayed.
you would turn to uh, Genesis chapter 38. See if I can get this thing to work here. And uh, verse number 27. Genesis 38. And verse number 27. Amen. God bless each and every one of you, especially from west and central. Don't get a chance to rub shoulders with you. Amen. 27, and it came to pass in the time of her travail that, behold, twins were in her womb came to pass when she travailed that the one put out his hand and the midwife took and bound upon his hand a scarlet thread saying this came out first and it came to pass as he drew back his hand that behold his brother came out and she said, how has thou broken forth? This breach be upon thee. Therefore his name was called Phares. And afterward, after the breach, came out his brother that had the scarlet thread upon his hand. And his name was called Zara. to talk to you for a couple of minutes. This is Antioch United, so I'm going to try to hurry up because we're supposed to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to the group. I'm going to talk to the individuals. But the time had drew nigh for Judas wasn't even a mistress. To bring forth this child, this promise. It was promised that Judah would carry the lineage to Christ. And this woman was about to bring forth someone to carry on the line. And as the two children came out, the one came out the first. But for some reason, he drew back. But Faraz said, hey, if you don't want it, I'm going to get it. Faraz means to breach, to break out, to break through, and to break forth. I pray tonight that it doesn't have to happen tonight. But someone has a mind made up that I'm going to break forth. I'm going to break through. I want to talk to you. Somebody needs to jump the line tonight. Zara means dawning. A rising of light. It implicates to rise as soon as the light comes up. So in other words... Zara 
was taking his own sweet time to come out. But Perez said, you know what? If you don't want it, I am going to get it. I'm going to break forth. I'm going to jump the line. I don't know about you, and you understand, you can stand. I'm, I Maybe five to ten minutes, I'm just going to let you know. Do what you want to do. Pull my coattail if you need to. I, I, I'm not going to be long, though. How would you feel? Just, just think about how would you feel if you are in front of a line after spending countless minutes or even hours in that line. You were in the back and all of a sudden you got to the front and someone with the authority told you, get to the back of the line. That wouldn't please you. I know it wouldn't please you. Me, I hate lines. Amen. I don't, I'm sorry. I'm in the grocery store. I'm going to jump some old lady. I'm going to get in front of the line if I can. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I won't have anything that says clergy or anything like that. Amen. But if you don't want to get in the line, I'm going to get in the line. And I hate when I wait in a long line, then they open up the line on the other side and say, who's next? And everybody, they just jump the line. I can't stand it. I, don't, I, I do not like, like patient last. I don't like non-emergency rooms, non-urgent care. They tell you it's an emergency room, but I'm telling you what, they don't act like it. I, I just hate waiting. I don't like, I, I know it's a bad thing, and you can, you can straighten this thing out, but I, I'm glad patience don't mean you feel like waiting. It means endurance, because I don't have patience. I, I, I'm just sorry. I, I want it, and I want it right now. Amen. Just pray for me. But I get upset when somebody jumped the line. I'm I, I just about to lose my Holy Ghost. Amen. Where you, where you doing? But you're in Baltimore. You got to keep it cool, you know. So what I do is I tell somebody, you see him get in line? So they can say something. <laughs> Amen. Now, how many hate preferential treatment? You hate it. You don't want to be, you don't, you don't, yes, you hate preferential treatment. You don't like to be preferred. So I got the mic now. I'm going to do the bishop on the bishop. (laughs) I'm going to speak that bishop language on the bishop. (laughs) Amen. I I don't like people to do something that I don't, you know, not that anyone deserves anything. And, And I know God is no respecter of persons, but I'm sorry he prefers people. Y'all don't believe that. He prefers people. Some are under the pressure. It doesn't matter how much you give of yourself. It, it doesn't matter how much you yield yourself and how much you apply yourself. But I'm here to tell you that God looks for those who apply themselves. He looks for those who yield themselves. He that hungers and thirsts after righteousness, they're the ones who are going to be filled. He said, give and it shall be given to you. For with the same measure that ye meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. In other words, how much you put in it is what you're going to get out of it. If you don't want to put anything in it, you won't get anything out of it. God is looking for somebody who wants it. You got to want it. God 
God desires to know how much you want it. And when you look throughout the scripture, you see people who has that mindset and that mentality and that attitude. He doesn't delight in that false humility, uh, you know, that, you know, and that, that sense of, uh, you know, I don't necessarily need it, passivity. He became angry at Moses because Moses had, I know he was a humble man, but he did a little face, fake humility at that time. Oh, no, God, you know I can't talk. You know I can't. And we do this. God is looking for someone who says, God, you can do anything through me. God, if you have it, I want it. We're 50th year. So we are in the 50th or 51st, according to the, the math. It's the, I know this is the 50th, but according to Bishop's math, we're in the 50, 51st. Not yet. And we're in the 50th. Okay. Once the 50th get here, we're at 51st. Okay, thank you. Thank you for setting me straight. Amen. I'm not talking about having a cocky attitude. I mean, when I first came, I'm, I'm not saying it's not, but I mean, when we had, uh, you know, it was the ministers, you know, the, uh, what was it called? Ministers training class. I mean, people were going crazy. They care group leaders. And, and you start announcing something, AML, you know, about 100 people sign up. And not that we have to do something to, and I think sometimes we, we wait for something to uh, happen or to be promoted. And, and I believe God is looking for somebody who's saying, you know what, they don't have to come up with something. I'm not waiting to the rising of the sun. I'm going to be like Faraz. I'm going to break forth. And if there's something that God wants, I'm going to get it done. Where is the next congregational leader? Where is the next care group leader? Where is the first? Where's the first person that's going to uh, be full-time teaching Bible studies? Oh, hallelujah. We can't have that I can take it or leave it attitude or, or mentality. We must have the mindset, I must have it. I have to get it. I want whatever God has. I want whatever God's trying to do. I want to be on the front line. I don't want to be in the back of the line. If I got to move up, if I got to jump in front of someone, I'm going to get everything. I, we need some hungry people here. We can't get what God is expecting us to have until we get hungry for it. Somebody needs to be stuck. Oh, clap your hands into him. Just for a couple of minutes. He said, I, I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. And I'm going to, uh, you shall be above and not beneath. That was a bloodline to the promises of God, the lineage salvation to God's promises and his plan and there were some people you could see in scripture they they seemed to have positioned themselves regardless of who was in the front of the line Abraham had two sons and Ishmael was the first but Isaac became the child of promise Rebecca had two children in her womb and she was wondering why there was strife in her womb. She was responsible for bringing about the promise. And the blessing of Abraham was coming through her womb. But there was a struggle because there were two people 
in the womb of the blessing and in the womb of the promise. There were two manner of people, the Lord said, and and the scripture goes on and says, hey, the younger will uh, lead the, the elder. The elder will serve the younger because there was something about the young. He didn't quite have it right. He needed to get his character in order, but he had a hunger. And, and Esau came out first, but there was a man or a child named Jacob that tripped up or caught the heel of Esau and said, hey, if you don't want it, I'll take it. I'll get in front of the line. I'm telling you, Antioch, somebody needs to decide. I'm going to get in front of the line tonight. It doesn't matter how long I've been waiting. David's, I'm almost done. David's seven brothers were all lined up by the prophet. David wasn't even in the line. He's out in the field. He didn't, they looked at him and he didn't even deserve to be in the line. No one even thought about him. Hey, I'm telling you what, you may not think you're in the line here at Antioch, but maybe God sees exactly where you are. He sees you, your hunger. He sees your thirst and your desire. He knows that you want more. He sees you calling and crying and uh, singing to him. Uh, and he's waiting for somebody to have that attitude. No, David was called from the field and he was placed in front of the line. Paul, the apostle, he wasn't even an apostle during the ministry of Jesus Christ. He wasn't even thought about. He was persecuting the Christians and all of a sudden <laughs> there was a light that shone and said, hey Paul, I want to put you in the line and you're not going to be in the back. I'm, I'm going to put you in front of the line. I'm telling you what, he, he talked about Rahab. And Rahab wasn't even in the line. She wasn't even in the lineage. Ruth wasn't even in the lineage. But God said, is there anybody? She said, that God will be my God. Where you go, I'm going to go. God is looking for somebody that's hungry and thirsty to take what we have, the things that happen in the present, and be willing to say, I'm not waiting for something to happen. I'm getting in the front of the line. In the 50th year of Antioch, it's time for some people to stand up and say, I am hungry for the promise. I want the blessing. I want everything that was prophesied. I want everything that was spoken. And I'm not willing to wait another 50 years. I'm getting to the front of the line. Antioch was known for being wild and crazy. People breaking their neck to get to when somebody says, hey, so the first 50 people are going to get a blessing. Come on, somebody. Where is that hunger? Where is that thirst? I'm telling you tonight, somebody needs to decide, you know what, huh? I'm not waiting for, I, I may be the next congregational leader, huh? I may be the next uh, C-1000. Huh? I'm, uh, come on, I'm, I'm, I'm leading a thousand people in the care group. Huh? I'm not waiting for something or someone to call me. I'm going to get in the front of the line. Huh? You don't have to, your name don't have to be right. I say your name doesn't have, don't think that it's favoritism around here. The only favoritism is the favor of God. And he's looking for somebody that wants it as bad as he wants you to have. Oh, hallelujah. You know 
you got uh, just, just a couple of minutes. If you know you have a, a calling on your life that's beyond where you are right now, been sitting back on your hands waiting waiting for a call from the bishop waiting for some ministry to open I want you to come up here and just say you know what I'm getting in front of the line I'm not waiting I'm not going to be the tail come on I, whoever wants it I don't care if it's just one person hallelujah everybody else can just sit down we can ready to go ahead and sing hallelujah come on Come on, you want it. We're not going to pray. I'm just saying if you want it, you just come on up here. I'm determined. You know what? I'm not sitting back anymore. I'm not waiting for the rising of the sun. I'm going to be like Perez. I'm going to break forth. I'm going to break through. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Come on, that's it. Clap your hands to the Lord. Let him know how much you want it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we cry out to you, Jesus. We cry out to you, Jesus. We cry out to you, Father. Oh, hear us tonight, Father, as we cry out to you, Jesus, with hunger, Lord, with a thirsting for you, Father. In the name of Jesus.
miracle worker, way make miracle work, way make miracle worker, 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 promise keep light in the Hallelujah. I've been doing this for a long time, and I've done this. I say that because I've done it long enough now where just the, the mere thought of going through the motions makes me just want to jump off a bridge. I'm going to say something here just to flow in the Holy Ghost. And you know what? I'll just say it like this. If it gets me kicked out, I'll go down swinging, I guess. I was three months ago, four months ago, I was in a car dealership dealing some paperwork I had to take care of. And in this process of sitting there, all of a sudden I heard this. Everything on the desk started shaking. Pins falling off water shaking the guy I was sitting there talking with he laughed he said you know what that is he said that's a 800 and something horsepower hellcat supercar they had in the showroom man that thing went off the guy revved it up I don't know what he was doing with it I guess he was impressed I mean it shook everything wall shaking picture shaking it was it, it just it even you even felt it inside. I mean, like it's one of those things where your your inside started shaking. But that car didn't move an inch. It sounded good. I mean, I'd say use this word, it, it dates me. It was bad. That car was awesome. I mean, that big old engine, but it didn't move an inch. too much bishop in me. We've for the last 30 minutes, but we haven't moved an inch. I'm not interested in us looking at each other going, how big is my engine? My engine's bigger. And then we leave out of here. We didn't move an inch. There is a world out there that's lost and dying and going to hell. It doesn't need a church that's impressed by an engine. It needs a body of people that are called to move forward. I'm not knocking anything that's been said here tonight. This is not a rebuke. I'm just saying in the spirit, we we have revved our engine, but we haven't moved an inch. Now we can all leave out of here patting each other on the back that we had a big engine rev tonight. 
And the bishop can get up here and tinker under the engine and look under the hood and say, going to fix this and fill that. And we go, wow. And not move an inch. But we weren't born to stay in the garage. So I don't know about you. I have no clue what to do after this point. I don't say that to be funny because I, I, I don't have anything. I got zero. All I know is I'm not satisfied with revving an engine tonight. I'm not satisfied revving an engine and calling a good church and say, well, we sang and we patted each other on the back and we heard our engine rev. And then we leave out of here not moving an inch. better off going right now getting the pizza and watching the Ravens game because that's as much impact as we're going to have on this world I'm not knocking please I feel like some of you think well you really knock I'm not knocking anybody I'm feeling it down in here I have sat for years after years after years after years and heard the proclamation of the Holy Ghost go out and I've heard people go, ooh, time to step on the gas. But you leave it in park. And our world is driving by looking for a people, a group of people that can show them something powerful. And we want to say, hey, come in, check in the engine. You want to see the engine? That guy said, hey, you want to go check out the engine? I said, I don't really care about the engine. Great. It makes a lot of noise. First of all, I can't afford it unless you want to give it to me. I know I can't afford the gas that goes in it. I'm good. The world's not looking for a supercar with a great engine that doesn't take it. Give me a rusted old clunker with bald tires but can get me to where I'm trying to go stop trying to shine the wheels polish them up and make it sound good we've got to get somewhere in Jesus I don't know I don't know where to go after this I'm probably going to I probably ruined it all and that's okay I'm willing to I'm willing to take the risk can we close our eyes right now Pastor Simpson had, had you come down you're already down here. I wonder already, what good is it if we do all this and we don't go beyond where we are? What have we accomplished? All we've done is rev an engine. But is there anybody in here today that's okay? I want to put this thing and drive and go somewhere in the spirit. I don't want to sing a few songs and go home and hear a good sermon. I'm tired of playing church. I'm tired of doing church. But God stirs something up inside of me come on somebody needs to just close your eyes right now begin to open up your mouth and begin to tap in your spirit we may not sing another song that's between those in charge and Jesus I'm telling you right now deep calls under deep in this place this is a room filled with leaders this is a room filled with those that are leading the body if we can't go they won't go Don't just rev the engine. Don't just say, great, we had rev engine. But if anybody can get down in your spirit, if anybody get down in your, the devil don't care about your engine. He cares about what position the gear shifts in. Have all the engine you want. If you keep it in park, he don't care. 
He doesn't care if you have a 5,000 horsepower or a 5 horsepower. He cares where's the position. Are you in drive or are you in park? Come on, as you feel led, would you connect to somebody? As you feel led, would you reach to find somebody? Don't just do something normal, but get out of the norm. Why don't you find somebody? Connect with them. Don't pray for them. Pray with them. Let's not just worship and shout, but leave bound. Let's not just worship and shout and leave with doubt. Let's not just worship and shout and leave unchanged. But God, by your spirit, change us tonight. Come on, the word of God's already been spoken in here twice. We don't need any more word. We need to act on the word. We don't need another. We've got two men of God that have spoken the word of God. Now it's time to say, okay, God, we're not just going to rev the engine, but we're going to move the car forward. Come on, what is God speaking in your spirit tonight? What is God challenging you in your spirit? What is God asking of you in this moment right now? Don't just listen to the chatter of those around you. What is God speaking in you right now? If you would close your eyes and open up your heart, God is speaking in this room. Pastor Simpson already said he was speaking to individuals. I believe right now God is speaking to hearts and lives in this place. He's asking you to lay some things down. He's asking you to change some things. He's asking you to go deeper in some areas. Why? Because it's time to move the car forward. Don't just come down front and say, you know what, Pastor Simpson, I want to go forward. And then say, go forward, but not change anything to get you there. All that it is rhetoric. It's just rhetoric. But fall on the altar. Fall on the altar. Fall on him. anybody here that you're listening to the voice of God in this place
Come on, won't you take another moment? Find somebody from another congregation. Come on, come on. Central and west, west and north, central and north, north and west. Come on, all across this place. We are a body moving forward. It's already been proclaimed in this place. This is a year of jubilee. Come on, let's move forward tonight as a body. Not as individuals just by ourselves, but reach across to somebody that is not in your field and say, God, rain on our field tonight. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Deep call unto deep. Call of the Spirit in this place. Will you hear the call? But not just respond with the revving of the engine, but say, God, what can I do to go forward? Talk to me, Jesus. Speak to me, Jesus. Change me, Jesus. Challenge me, Jesus. Break me, Jesus. Heal me, Jesus. Deliver me, Jesus. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Come on, don't be a spectator in this moment. There's some things happening in the spirit. Come on, if anybody in Antioch across all three congregations should be able to go deep, this group should be able to go deep. Let's not just skip rocks on the surface tonight. Let's not just skip a few rocks and say, wow, that was good. But there's some deep calling to deep. There's some chains that need to be broken. There's some depression that needs to come off. There's some oppression that's been around for too long. There's some un- there's some things that have been left unresolved. Why? Because there are things that are keeping you in park. And God's called you to put it in drive. Come on, come on, let God use you for a few more months. Come on, some of you are already getting distracted. Come on, you're getting distracted already. Let God use you. Speak what God tells you to speak. Pray what God tells you to pray. Pray for who God tells you to pray for. Let's walk in the spirit in this place for a few more moments.
not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Reveal it by your spirit. Change us by your spirit. Challenge us by your spirit. Set us free by your spirit. your attention for a moment I don't want you to go back and sit down I want you to stay right where you are I don't have a sermon I have a word from God and it's only going to take me a couple of moments to deliver it believe it or not not in a hurry not not trying to get done just trying to obey God okay I didn't bring my iPad with me, but I'd like for you to put scriptures on the screen as I request them. Psalms 79 11. Psalm 79 11. Let the sighing of the prisoner come before thee. According to the greatness of thy power, preserve thou those that are appointed to die. Let the sighing of the prisoner come before thee. According to the greatness of thy power, preserve thou those that are appointed to die. Pastor Wright, David Wright, spoke in the Holy Ghost about this being the 50, 50th year. The 50th year is a day, is a year of redemption. It's a dear year of restoration. How many of you, the person that won you to the Lord is backslidden today? Come on. The person that won you to the Lord is backslidden today. How many of you have a person that was at one time one of your very best friends in the church that's backslidden today? How many of you have parents that are backslidden today? How many of you have children that are backslidden today? 
How many of you have a husband or a wife that's not where they need to be with God? Okay. If they died tonight before you could speak to them again, when you stand by their casket, are you going to have peace that you prayed everything you could, you could have prayed? That you prayed with the focus and the intention that you could have prayed? James chapter 5, please, beginning with verse 13. James five thirteen. Is any... Uh, let's, let's try 12. Yeah, that, no, that's it. No, 13's it. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Next verse. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over them, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Next verse. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Next verse. Confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous child of God availeth much. Next verse. Elias, that's Elijah, was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth for the spa- by the space of three years and six months. Next verse. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Next verse. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth, and one convert him. Next verse. Let him know that he which converteth the sinner... This isn't talking about people that doesn't know God, never has known God. The context proves who it's talking about. Let him know that he which converteth this sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. If you believe that Pastor David Wright spoke a word from the Lord that this is the year of restoration... If you believe that Pastor Charles Simpson spoke a word from the Lord, that God is waiting for those that will step up with fervency and focus. If you believe that Pastor Joel Wright has spoken from the Lord, that we're not waiting on Him, He is waiting on us. I wonder here tonight... If you love the person that witnessed to you that's backslidden enough that you will make up your mind by the grace of God you will pray for them with a focus and a fervency like you never have before. That your parents, your children, your best friends, your husband, your wife that is in danger of being lost if the Lord were to come right now That you're going to stop praying, now I lay me down to sleep prayers for them. 
But you're going to get a hold of God and let God get a hold of you. And pray for them in such a way. You're going to pray till something changes. They don't have to come back to church here to come back to church to the kingdom. They don't have to come back here to come back to the kingdom. They don't have to do that. Have you already given up on them? As long as you've got breath and they've got breath. How about all those kids out there that were raised in the church? Some of them never got saved, but they were sitting here like that child on the screen tonight. They were, they felt it. They know about it. How about those that were baptized as they, when they were young, or filled with the Holy Ghost when they were young, but didn't make it through their teenage years? What about them? Are you ready to give up on them? You say, but you don't know how far they are. <laughs> Are they farther than the prodigal? I looked at it again today. You hear me right now. There's only one reason that the father saw the son coming, the prodigal coming from a great way off. Because the prodigal had been in his heart, in his mind, and he'd been praying for the prodigal. And he'd been expecting him to come home. Are you ready to give up on your loved ones? Are you ready to give up on your friends? Are you ready to step back and say, Well, I guess they're just going to go to hell because they're too far off. That's a cop out. So I don't have to pray. That's a cop out. So it doesn't have to cost me anything. I'm going to say it to you again. Let the sighing of the prisoner come before thee. According to the greatness of thy power, preserve thou those that are appointed to die. The Holy Ghost has been dealing with me over this. This is the will of God for Antioch. This is the will of God for the Maryland, D.C. district. Do you know how many souls would be saved if just the backsliders from Antioch came home? Do you know how many would be saved if the kids of those backsliders came home? This is a word from God. Let's see if you believe a word from God when you hear it. It's time for this to become the focus of your prayer in these first few months and not let the devil tell you somebody is so far gone there's no hope. It's time to quit believing the lie of the devil that they're so far gone there's no hope. They're not farther away from God than prayer can reach them. You don't know what they've done. You don't know what we've done. Some of us have forgotten how we used to live. Come on. Come on. This isn't about getting people to come back to Antioch. This is about praying until they're restored to the kingdom of God. It's not about the way they've treated you. It's not about what they've done. 
because the one they mistreated the most is Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is the will of God for Antioch, the apostolic church, to receive a burden, a passionate burden from God to pray for His lost children. They're His children. And they're lost. I've got a question for you. Does their salvation mean more to you than their comfort? Than their convenience? Are you willing to pray, Father, whatever you've got to do, save them. Don't hold anything back, Father. Save them. Whatever it costs, Jesus, save them. Come on. But Brother Wright, I'm afraid to pray that. So you'd rather them live long and go to hell than God do something to get their attention and save them and then them end up dead if it takes that? Come on. This is the will of God. This is what it's going to take to get off dead center. This is what it's going to take to get us moving. This is it. This is called revival. When a church is truly revived, backsliders come home. You can't revive sinners that have never been alive. Come on, this is the will of God. He loves them. No matter what they think of Him right now. No matter what they think of us right now. No matter what they think of me right now, Jesus loves them, and I do too. I don't want to see them go to hell. But they won't listen. They don't have to listen to you. You pray till God talks to them, and so they will listen to God. You don't go talk to them unless God sends you. It's not them I'm asking you to talk to. It's God I'm asking you to talk to. When the time comes, if He needs to or wants to send you, He'll tell you to go, but He may send somebody else. The devil has convinced too many of us it's hopeless. The devil has convinced too many of us there's no way. It's a lie. It's a lie. I don't care where they live. I don't care what apostolic church they get back in. They don't have to come here. They don't even have to tell us that they got saved. I just want to see them saved. Come on. I know this has been a little different. There's been strong words spoken four times here tonight. Not one of these has been a sermon. Every one of these has been a word from God. Are you hearing it, Antioch? Are you receiving it, Antioch? Are you believing it, Antioch? Are you ready? Are you ready to pray effectual, fervent prayers? that will avail much 
Are you ready, Antioch? They need to be set free. They need to be delivered. Their eyes need to be open. Their ears need to be unstopped so they can hear what God has to say. Their hearts need to be softened so they can respond to God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We need to have revival. Do I want to see sinners saved? Absolutely. But a harvest is always built on the foundation of revival. And the proof that we're revived is when sinner backsliders start coming home. That's the proof of revival. That's the proof of revival. Thank you for praying tonight. I thank you for praying tonight. But if you've received this word, you'll pray before you go to sleep tonight. If you've received this word, you'll pray when you get up in the morning. If you've received this word, you'll pray. You'll call names in prayer as the Lord lays them on your heart throughout the day. You'll do spiritual warfare for them to, in binding and loosing, for them to be free. You'll loose the spirit of the love of God upon them. You'll loose the spirit of conviction upon them. You'll loose the spirit of the fear of the Lord upon them. Are you really ready to have a funeral? With them in the condition they're in right now. And try to tell yourself you did all you could do. You don't have to save them. You don't have to convince them. But you've got to prevail in prayer. You've got to prevail in prayer. The gates of hell cannot prevail against us. We're the, we're the church of the living God. The only way hell can prevail against us is if we don't pray. And then it's not Him prevailing. We're defeating ourselves by not praying. Not praying effectually and fervently with faith and confidence in God. Isn't God a deliverer? Isn't God a miracle worker? He can do it. He will do it. If my people, which will call by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. He's not talking about the land of the heathen. He's talking about healing their land. Meaning bringing revival and health to their people. The question is if. If my people. If my people. I've got family that needs God today. I've got family that needs to be restored today. 
you've got family. We've got friends. There are people in this area that are backslidden from the truth that none of us know about. They're not, they're not connected to us, but they, they're backslidden from the body of Christ. And they live in this area somewhere in Maryland or D.C. They need somebody to pray for them. That's why you're not just going to pray in, 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 in English or Spanish. You're going to pray in tongues. You're going to intercede. You're going to travail. If you're letting the devil tell you they're too far away, you're believing a lie, and they're going to be damned. If you're letting the devil tell you they're too hard, they're too stubborn, they're too unwilling, that's a lie from the pits of hell. Prayer, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous child of God avails much. The Greek word translated and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The word prevail there is the same Greek word. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Same Greek word. Same Greek word. So the only way that the adversary cannot prevail against the church is because the church is prevailing against the adversary in prayer. Behold, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Pastor David Wright quoted this verse, Psalms 4.18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To set at liberty them, uh, to, to, to bind up the brokenhearted. To, uh, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. You are the body of Christ. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you to prevail in prayer. To accomplish these things in the earth. That is the will of God. The devil. We let the devil convince us. That some things are too hard for God. That some people are too far away. That some people don't want this. If you can't have faith for God to bring your, the, the backslider back, how are you going to fa have faith for God to miraculously save the sinner who is out there? And nowadays, there aren't hardly any sinners that aren't out there. If I can't believe that those who have, have heard the good word of God and tasted of the powers of the world to come, can be brought back to God. How in the world can I believe that those have never tasted Him, that don't even tasted of His Spirit and heard His Word, that don't even know if He's real, how am I going to believe that they're going to be saved? My son, 
that was dead is now alive. The father said, my son that was lost is now found. The father prayed until the heart and the mind of his son changed. And in the pig pen, he came to himself. My God, the Spirit of God, the name of Jesus, the Word of God, the conviction of God, the love of God, the fear of the Lord can reach people no matter what pig pen they're in right now. No matter what blindness they're fellowshipping with. I can't make you believe this. And I can't, I can't minister in this microphone until you do. But you hear me right now. I said this to the leaders last night. I'm saying it to you. I am not speaking hyperbole. This is not an exaggeration. I mean this literally with every bone in my body. This is a very critical time for the church, for the kingdom of God, and for this world. And the Lord is relying on the church of the living God to be willing to be stirred in their spirit by Him so that the church will rise up and participate with God for the outpouring of the Spirit the fulfilling of the promises of God. But hear me, Antioch. I've got to say this. I don't want to say it. I don't want to end like this. But if you do not, if we do not, if we let this slip... If we leave here and forget about this and we get up tomorrow and go about our business and, and, and we, we're not focused on this and we don't pray His will, do His will, He will pass us by and find somebody else because it's time. It's time. Father, I pray for Your body. I pray for Your people. I loose the spirit of prayer and the spirit of grace. I loose the burden of the Lord upon us. The burden of the, the prodigal son's father for those that are your children that are not where they need to be with you tonight, Jesus. Those that sit on our seats regularly and yet are backsliding in our heart because they're filled with their own ways. God, I loose the spirit of supplication. The spirit of... Of, of intercession and warfare the spirit of intercession and travail upon the body of Christ again I stir up the spirit of prayer I stir up the spirit of faith in Jesus name I stir it up Lord that we might do your will in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you might give us a resolve in our spirit that we will determine that we're going to seek your face we're going to knock and keep on knocking. We're going to seek and keep on seeking. We're going to ask and keep on asking, Father, until we see 
the tidal wave of backsliders come back to you, Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God, praise God. I need an usher with a basket at this door and an usher with a basket at this door. I'm going to ask you to give unto the Lord as you leave, whenever that may be. I, I am praying, I am praying, I am believing God that Antioch has heard from the Lord tonight and that you've received every part of this word and that you're ready to act on every part of that word. I believe you. I believe the Lord and I trust you. It's time. It's time. It's time for us to, to, to refuse to continue to surrender souls to Satan without warring with everything we've got. If somebody dies lost, at least I want to know standing by their casket looking in their face going, Lord, I prayed for them with everything you gave me. I prayed everything you gave me, Father. I prayed everything you gave me to pray. I prayed with burden. I prayed with passion. I prayed with faith. I prayed with fervency. I prayed with, 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 with persistence, Father. And I received the result from you. You can't force anybody to be saved. But it's not the will of God that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You've got a right to pray that because it's not the will of God for any to perish. It's not the will of God for any to perish. Praise God. I want to make this announcement just so it's in your mind and your thoughts because it's a part of this. September 10. 11, 12, and 13. It's the 50th anniversary celebration of Antioch. The first night, Thursday night, the 10th, is uh, the, the official date of the blowing of the horn of Jubilee, scripturally. The 10th day of the 7th month, the way it's counted biblically. And so... That night, is, Brother Cornwell will be preaching. We'll be honoring our past external board of trustees member, which is now 27 years worth. And then, um, well, actually, this summer, this is the 30th year. Sorry, this is the 30th year. Our first external board of trustee meeting was in July of 1990, which was 30 years ago this summer. On, thir on Friday night, that will be a homecoming service. We're going to ask everyone that's ever been a part of Antioch to try to come that will or, or 
tune in online. We will have three different speakers that night. Brother Brian Jones, who was saved here while he was at the Academy of Pastors Ann Arbor, Michigan, will preach. Brother Ted Grossbach will preach. And Brother John Hemus will preach that night. Praise God. There will be a banquet on Saturday. I'm not sure where yet or what time. Uh, there will be a charge for it. We're going to try to keep the price down absolutely as low as possible. Sunday mornings our, on the uh, 13th, our congregations will uh, each have their own service on Sunday morning. And then Sunday night will be a, a service that we will look toward the future. Each of the three congregational pastors will preach. And then Brother uh, David Chatwell, who's been very involved in this church for many years now, will be the final speaker of that weekend. Here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to begin to get accurate names and addresses of everybody that's ever been a part of this and get those names and addresses to your congregational elder. We want to begin to get information out to them. If you've got email addresses, we'll take that. If you know their Facebook, whatever, we want to get this stuff to them so that they can make plans to be a part of this. We will be streaming it so at least they can participate from someplace else if that's where they live. The other reason we're going to do that is uh, Central's already started this. They've got, I don't know if both of them are this, but it, they have been encouraged to put names of backsliders in here and other people they want to have prayed for uh, for prayer, okay? Uh, I'm not saying the other congregation should do that, but the point is uh, we need to have a prayer list. We need to pray. We need to pray for people. We need to pray. We need to pray. Let the sighing of the prisoner come before thee. According to the greatness of thy power, preserve thou those that are appointed to die. It is the church's responsibility to pray until the captives are set free. Until the prodigals come home. I had a lot of scriptures that I could have preached that as a message, a sermon, but that's not what the Lord wanted tonight. And so I've yielded to that. I'm, I've accepted that. This is what we're doing. This was a word from the Lord. It was the final of the four words from God. Every one of these was a word from God tonight. We need to receive it like that. So I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to ask you to join with those around you. Uh, either by hand or putting your hand on somebody's shoulder or whatever, we're all going to pray together right now. We're going to pray in a, a prayer of unity that we all together will receive that same spirit and that we will pray. We will pray for those that are backslidden. We need revival. God, give us the spirit of revival. Come on. Lord, revive us. Revive us. Grant us repentance that we might repent. And Lord, grant unto us the spirit of prayer to pray for others to be revived. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Alabaha, 
in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We receive it, Jesus. We receive the spirit of prayer. We receive the burden of prayer. We receive faith to pray, Father, and to believe you that you're going to, you're going to bring the prodigals home in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord bless you. So good to see you. Please give on the way out as the Lord leads you to do so. Thank you.